Um, so, John, I'm just going to publicly apologize for you here on the show because everyone's going to wonder what's going on. And uh, you can explain that I'm an idiot and found a great way to get a higher quality audio recording. But what did I do wrong? He didn't record his own audio. He was only recording my audio. So I have a really good, a really good podcast of John as a soliloquy, the solo, um, maybe the most amazing podcast we've done so far. <laughs> yeah, it was going really well. And now we are taking it from the top. So you are getting a well-rehearsed version of this episode of Tone Bands, uh, making the bands. And it's been a while since we talked to you guys. Yeah. So we, again, to summarize. Um, the reason we, we didn't, we, we were gone for a few weeks. The holidays overlapped in a poor way, I think, for John and I. Uh, one week he was busy, the next week I was busy, and before we knew it, we were both way too busy to get a recording in. But that led to positive change, I think, for the listener. Yeah, so we've got, uh, we've made some progress and we have some decisions. We, uh, to announce, we picked a supplier um, and we've picked some colors. And, uh, yeah, we're excited to get this out here. So, yeah. So, yeah, I guess we, I guess one of the things we did do in the hiatus of the show for the last two weeks or so is that we did come to all these conclusions. John and I have talked quite a bit and we think we have some fantastic information to share, uh, which we think people have been waiting for. And we are glad that we are probably pretty close to making this first order now. All right. So let's start with the colors for the, our first order. Um, we are going to order three different colors of tone bands. They will be available in both the 42 and 38 millimeter watch sizes, and you will be able to order them with a small strap or a large strap. Um, and our colors are. Let's give you a. Let's do the drum roll again. Drum roll, please. Drum roll the colors. Start with the most right. popular one. The most popular one as the result of our survey, and this was a bit of a surprise, though we were thinking about doing this color anyways because we yeah. liked it, was gray yeah so gray is were, our first color if you're unfamiliar uh after the last episode was it shortly after the last mm -hmm. episode we did yep. a survey um, to gain some information from people on the first run and the responses were great we got over 50 which is a pretty good number given our email list and everything like that and far and away the most popular color was gray john it was it was significantly the most popular surprising to both of us though that was the fan favorite most popular and then the next two are kind of personal favorites that Cam and I have had from wearing them around. The first color was the one that probably got us to start making these bands. Yeah, the Stormtrooper Edition White is our other one. So it's a white white band with a black pin. Which I do think is still, I think it looks the coolest. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then the third color is the Dark Horse that neither of us expected to like that no, much. No, not at all. Is the Lavender. No, Lavender. So, um... I, we we think that that one is obviously going to surprise people or be something like, oh, that's a weird color. Um, but we think in our personal wearing of the bands, that has been our favorite. Well, it's been the one that was most surprising. I think maybe I personally like white better, but the lavender one has surprised me and been the one I go to maybe more frequently than I have any other one I wasn't expecting to wear. It's subtle. It is um, like lavender sounds like a bright color, but this color is not bright. It's like it's muted, it goes with a lot of different things, and it looks really nice. So that's our three set. We got white, lavender, and gray. So one of the other questions we had in the survey, um, as a reminder to anyone who did take it or did not take it, was we obviously asked 
the colors you wanted to look at or what colors would be your first preference, second preference. Um, but then also we had another question of a, uh, what first, which size watch do you use the 38 or the 42? Uh, that broke down. Maybe it skewed a bit more 42 than we imagined, but was in line with some of the other data we had. And we saw 22% of people wanted, or they have the 38 millimeter and then 83% have the 42 millimeter. Um, that maybe skews a little more 42 given the other data sets we had, but also we know that the grays or the black bands or pins, like we're looking to target here, have always skewed higher 42. Is that correct, John? I think from the other surveys. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So that's about in line with what we were expecting, I think, or what I was expecting. We did have a surprise though with the small and large size uh, extended straps, which uh, to clarify, I guess, how would you describe that, John? It's the... Your watch comes with two bands. If you get an Apple watch with a sport band, one is shorter, one is longer. Um, and we asked people which one they prefer. And slightly more people, 27 people, said they prefer the smaller band, whereas 20 people said they prefer the larger band. Which I think surprised both of us. It surprised me for sure. Because mm-hmm, I prefer the larger band and I have smaller wrists. Yeah, and I definitely... Um only wear the large. I think I, I looked once and I could fit on the, the, the largest hole or longest hole on the small band, but I did not find it comfortable or it wouldn't be, it's beyond comfort, I guess. Um, so that was a bit surprising, but I think, you know, we've talked, I think we might switch. I mean, we're we're not going to go necessarily mathematically one for one with the survey results to what we buy, but we'll probably be pretty close. Right. And it was interesting um, to see that that was a breakdown. Um, one thing I would want to mention, John, because I think based on the survey results um, for colors, so mm-hmm. I think I, obviously we need to limit the number we purchase, So, that, but there were a lot of other colors that were – well, there was one color, surprisingly enough, that was very popular. Not the most or second most popular maybe, but the, maybe the third most popular, and that was dark blue, mm-hmm. which I thought was very interesting, and I guess we could talk about that real quick because that was really popular, wasn't it? Yeah. Dark blue was the – so for first choice – Gray got a full third of the votes, 33%. Which is incredible. And dark, because there were like eight options, I think. And dark blue got um, almost 30% of the votes, 29.6% of the votes. And so um, I think when when you hear that number, when you hear those numbers, your first thought probably is, well, why aren't they just going with dark blue? Mm -hmm. Uh, We, we, I guess this is a, this is a weird thing. We didn't really consider it or talk about it. I think out of all the discussion we've had. We did not order a sample of the dark blue. That's, I think, the biggest reason why we are we will not have a dark blue in our first set. Mm-hmm. Because we haven't personally seen it. have seen that set. Or we've never seen dark blue, and we would not want to buy something we have not seen. Um, but I do think when we do the order, we will probably get a couple mm-hmm. um, to test or take a look at. Because, obviously, we've talked about if this one goes well, uh, we will do other... We'll do other band purchases in the future, and I think that would be a, a strong candidate. We've already talked about what, what the second set would be, mm-hmm. and that seems to be a strong candidate. Yeah. So um, if you did give a color suggestion, which many of you did, like dark blue, and we did not go with that one, um, know that that was the biggest reason why we excluded most colors. Would you agree? Um, is Yeah, because we haven't, we haven't used them yet. Or when we did use them, yeah, they, they were fine, but we thought that these three were... We can only... We, we're committed with three band colors... We are already committed to 12 SKUs, and beyond that, 
Cameron and I just aren't that smart and we'd get really confused. So we're sticking with three colors right now. And these are the three that we've chosen. We hope to get more colors in the future, maybe hire an intern or something to figure out numbers bigger than 12. Yeah. But for the first set, I think we're going to limit there and that's the kind of we went with. But if you had a color you wanted, fear not, we are looking to, we are looking to inventory everything you'd want. And once we do that, we will have more information on different colors and stuff like that. The other big information or i guess the other big detail which uh we know that as soon as we are done giving this people will just hang up the podcast anyways is the pricing yes and this one is probably the one that we struggled with the most would you say i think we worried on colors more but mm-hmm. they're equal in value i guess so i'm just gonna lay it lay it out for you people put it, put it down put it down hard the introductory price this is for pre-orders only um and the price may go up at some point, but uh, for one band, a single tone band, it will be $18. The three pack, if you decide to buy a lavender, gray, and white together, will be $39. So almost the third band for free. It's the third band for like $3. So there will be a substantial discount if you buy all three of them, but it's $18 for one, $39 for three. And so this is the part of the podcast where if people are still listening, we have we have prepared kind of, I guess our thoughts when we were working through this together, John, were uh, what are people going to yell at us for or what are they going to be unhappy with? Right. And we understand that. And so we've talked, John, you and I, um, the $18 for one band does not give us a lot of breathing room. In fact, it's probably in all honesty, the, the question is going to be, well, I can get these on eBay or Amazon for cheaper. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's going to be true. But we know that at that $18 price per band, we are at the low end of where we are comfortable that we will probably not lose money, but we still could lose money. Mm-hmm. And especially because we anticipate that we're going to sell a good chunk of these in the three packs, the $39 three packs. And so that's only $13 a band, um, but we save some money in shipping there. And we save because we're only shipping one, to, we're shipping all three bands in one package. So we save some money there. Um but ultimately, yeah, once we start doing that, John, you, that's a really great point to put it is what we want. Well, why are we doing one in three? I guess that's the first question. And that one, I think, was pretty easy for us once we started looking at them. A, the response has been substantially positive. Mm-hmm. So far, we've been really pleased with the response. And so we want to get these out to people. And so and we do think from talking to people or the, the feedback we've gotten has been people who are into these are really into the idea of the black pin. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to buy, if they're interested in one, they're they're probably good candidates to buy all three. And so we thought that if we do that, we will be able to knock costs, um, provide more bands to people because people want, you know, one of the things that we mentioned, John, is that we are wearing these every day and we love them. Mm-hmm. Our first set came in September. Yes. And we've been wearing them every day, every day. Yeah. I think there's maybe been a handful of days since then that I've not worn a, um, a tone band and for personally the reason i haven't worn tone bands most significantly is to try the apple bands again to just see what i'm missing Mm -hmm. and and this is the thing that's been most surprising which we talked about other episodes but i don't like going back i don't think i want to yeah i don't want to go back and i think that other people will be really pleased with this product yeah and so that's one thing you know so we don't we want to be able to provide people with all three colors because we think we do think a good percentage of people will take us up on that mm-hmm. because having band variety has been cool. You know, John and I both had um, before tone bands. How many you had? What two or three colored I had bands? 
two different ones. I had a yellow and a red. And then you also, we had the one that came with it too, didn't you? Yeah, and black, but then that came with it. But then I also had a knockoff Milanese loop. Yeah. And and so obviously since we've been doing these samples, we both have, I don't know, too many bands now. Yeah, probably like I 10, mean, 12 something yeah. for me. Yeah, something like that. Having the variety has been fun though. And I do find myself changing more frequently than I normally would just because mm-hmm. I can say, oh, well, this gray or this blue or whatever goes better with this today, why not? And so we think mm-hmm. being able to offer multiple bands at a low price makes it more fun because people can switch. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still, like I said, at that price, at the 18 and the then the more importantly, the 13 each when you buy all three, uh, we don't have a whole lot of wiggle room there for things to go wrong. You know, mm-hmm. if we think we have a good grasp of durability. We think um, we've been doing a lot of testing. Um, we were talking in the episode that we recorded that was better that I blew the recording on, John. Neither of us have had any issue with durability these bands throughout the life of them. Nope. They're kicking it. Um, I mean, I've been wearing them, like you said, it's been four, I mean, three months now, three full mm-hmm. months. And I wear a tone band pretty much every day. Like you said, most days you might switch. Every, I mean, I don't How often are you switching a week? Do you think? Um, I'm sw- I used to be switching every day when I first got these. And now I probably switch two or three times a week. I probably wear the same band two days in a row. Most of the time. Same. I would say I'm about the same. I found that there are certain colors. So, for example, one of my personal color favorites that I do not think would be carried over to the general population has been yellow. Mm-hmm. And I've loved that color. It It is so bright. If you own an Apple yellow band, I do. It is much brighter. Yeah, it, it's it's awkwardly bright. But I, you know, I also have orange running shoes. Yeah. So I don't know if, you know, I think that's just something that I think is fun and I can't match colors. So it also tells people you're a member of Team Instinct. It does, which is very important when I'm out on my walks like today in 10 degree weather and negative wind chill. But yeah, I think that I find that I switch quite frequently. I would also stress that we've been wearing, you and I both have been, so for those who are far back listeners of the show, you know we had three sets of samples, mm-hmm. group A, group B, or group C, one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. Out of the first two, we decided the second set was far and away the better set. Mm-hmm. And then we did a third set just to verify our, our kind of instinct on that. Um, Pokemon go pun aside. And we've both been pretty much sure that that was still the one we were going to go with. Yeah. And so we've both, you know, out of all my tone band wearage, it's been probably at least 75% of this group. So they've gotten good wear and tear, at least on my end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would say that I would say so too. Um, we're happy. We're happy with the bands that we will be ordering. That's an understatement, I would say. And I, like I said, the, one of the one of the concerns we have, I guess, is that by doing these prices, there's not a lot of. But if, if something goes wrong and we had like a manufacturing issue where there were some of them were faulty or something, uh, that would be we wouldn't have a whole lot of wiggle room there. But we both, from our great experience with them, are pretty confident towards that. So that's what we're doing, and we are excited to announce that. And I would set like a podcasting goal that we. Like we are in the process of ordering, actually ordering these by the next time that we podcast. Do you think that's realistic? I don't know. I think it's pretty realistic. I think the only thing that I think may be, well, okay, I think we'll probably have an order made. The only thing I'm thinking timing of, and I don't know the exact date, but I know in talking with the supplier was they might have some weird days off. Chinese New Year. Chinese New Year. And so I'm not sure how that'll, I mean, I think we'll have our decision made whether it's technically formalized or not, I guess would be the, you know, that's the question. Got it. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And so um, those are our colors and that's our breakdown. So the idea is, is that you will be able to buy white, lavender, and gray in 42 or 38 
hopefully in your preferable size of either small or large extension band um, based on what we sell out of first, I guess. Mm-hmm. And those will be available for a single band at $18 or three for $39. Um, and those will be available for purchase soon. Mm-hmm. What we would like to know, though, is if you're listening to this podcast, and we'll put a note in the in the uh, show notes and also probably do another newsletter, we've mentioned our, our VIP list in a couple of episodes ago, and those people will definitely know first. If you are listening to this as well and you would like to make sure, I guess we will make sure those people find out, and then we will probably put out an email list once that for sale becomes available. But it'll probably be after we place the order, but not probably you know long after we place the order. Mm-hmm. But we would like to know some feedback on that. I think that would. I guess my question is: is we're not saying we'll give those people maybe priority for purchase, but are you going to buy these or are you not? Like we would like some. I don't know. I guess I'd like an email or two on that. Would you? Yeah, I would love to hear if this is podcast listeners. If this is a product that you're actually curious, just curious about the process of make of like ordering and the process of making it, or if it's something you're interested in buying. Either way, we're happy you're listening, but just curious to know. If you think our pricing is ridiculous or something like that, like we're both pretty comfortable with it. I think that's to be frank. Like, I'm not ashamed or afraid of that pricing. And um, here's the we... deal: like on on Amazon, or like I bought mine like from Groupon, and like I get emails every day that talk. Like I think my red knockoff band that I bought was like fourteen or fifteen dollars. I know that if you look, you can get them for like nine, ten, eleven dollars, like somewhere in there. Um, but those are all bands with silver pins and we're offering one with a black pin. We're ordering at small quantities, which I know is not you, the consumer's fault that we're ordering in a small quantity, but like our cost per band is higher. And because we're new at this, the chance that we're going to mess something up is also higher. Um, and so those costs, I mean, I would hope that as our quantities hopefully go up, we get more and more people interested in this. Maybe we're available through more sales channels that, Maybe our cost per band could go down over time, but this is just to be honest with you where we are and where we're comfortable. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to, on this first round, I would say if it go, if we sell out of all 200 of these, every amount of money that we make is just going to be reinvested in whatever the next order is. Yeah. But again, given these numbers, there's not a whole lot of, we would like to be more comfortable, but we, we think that, well, one of the things, and it's not to like, oh, feel bad for these guys. I want to buy their bands. But I think John and I both agree that this is, we've been completely transparent and frank throughout the whole process that we don't know what we're doing. That's kind of why we've done this podcast is for fun. I mean, mostly for, I think, personal recollection of saying, hey, we did this thing. It was kind of cool. Uh, we never, you know, done this. We hadn't podcasted in a long time. Let's just do a show and record what we're doing. And we've talked about all the steps along the way. Uh, we don't know what we're doing and we are learning a lot. And we would rather sacrifice some of that. And like I said, this, these prices may go up in the future after we do more runs or something like that. But we think what we will lose in profit, we will gain in experience. And we will learn all those valuable details along the way. And we think the best way to do that is to be transparent and open and hopefully offer you a deal. And we think that that will be in the best interest of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. But again, we don't know. And there's a possibility that John and I lose some money on this, but we've, we think we're we should be hopefully okay. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we're excited about that, and we would love any feedback on that. If you plan on putting a purchase in as soon as we have those done, tell us. If that's for some reason or another, you're just we chose the wrong colors. We, I don't know, you don't like the podcast. Whatever it would be, why you don't want to buy these from us, we would love that feedback as well. And um, that is our first run. All right, so that covers that, and that's like that's a lot of what we got going on here. Um, 
we talked a little bit about packaging. Um, I don't know if we're going we're gonna to leave that off the podcast, probably. Uh, one of the things I think that we can, I think we can talk about pretty frankly, John, is that we've looked mm. at, uh, we were looking at boxes, which I think we talked about in one of the episodes of the show for sure. And we have shied away from those. And um, for a couple of A number reasons. of reasons. It raises shipping costs when you add that bulk to your package um, and that weight to your package. Also, the boxes did not scale. Our optimal selling unit is the three-pack, I would say. And mm-hmm. we did not have a box solution for the three-pack. So that kind of rules that out there as not great. Um, and there's just, it adds cost to the product and adds no value to the end user. And it adds, from an environmental standpoint, it adds waste that we just don't need to add. Yeah. Um, so, so those are some things going against the boxes. And so we're... Yeah, they might look kind of nice, but uh, we think that the costs outweigh the benefits and we are out on boxes. We think that the boxes are efficient when you're selling in a retail setting, but we will not be doing that initially. And we need our boxes to match Apple's uh, standard Apple Store retail guidelines. And I do think that, uh, like John mentioned, I mean, we'd be looking at, I mean, this sounds crazy, but adding the boxes probably would add almost $2 in cost between the cost of the box the shipping it here from China cost and the shipping it to you cost. Maybe more than two, maybe $3. Like that's, yeah. it would add a lot. And we don't think any, and we think the boxes were neat, but they weren't that neat. And we personally would rather pay less money. We think you would too. So not to that's, mention it would probably add just like another five, ten, like five hours of just like design work on our end, like just labor cost also. Yeah. And it be. makes it harder for us to like hold these. I mean, presumably as well, we're not for the first order, I guess one of the things we should talk about, John, is we've kind of said we're going to shy away from Kickstarter. That's true. We're going to try selling these direct, direct to the people. And we are also shying away from going straight to Amazon, which is my bigger question here. We're going to try to sell direct, which mm-hmm. may not be advisable. But one of the things to think about is is that these will be sent and stored either here at my place or your place. I don't know how we'll do this. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really talked about that part of it yet, but it, presumably I need to put them somewhere. Yeah, you can make uh, Phelps's two-year-old kid assemble them. Yeah, um, or we can <laughs> just have like Lydia give up a room at your house. But we, you know, once you start looking at even a couple hundred in boxes, the size of storing those is much greater mm-hmm. um, than they will be in the packaging that we will be giving them in. Mm-hmm. Considerably so, probably actually. Yeah. So that was another reason why we just, you know, we just figured for the best of the product for the first run that will not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did mention, like you just said, um, no Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about some of the reasons why we thought Kickstarter was not a good... We never really got that far into it. I mean, I guess a lot of it at this point is hubris. Like we, I don't, we don't know how effective that things are going to be, but everywhere we post about this, we see an enthusiasm for the product. Like we have yes. 500 people on our email list. Some of the, most of those people signed up because they wanted free stuff, but they wanted a free version of the product that we are looking to sell to people. Um, at the same time, if you Google, like I want a Apple watch band with a different colored pin, like there are threads all over the internet that we can use to build our, build our base of people interested in the product. It seems like there's a real need here, a real demand for the product. Um, The upfront costs are not insignificant, but they're ones that are within Cameron and I's means to fund. Um, So we don't like, it's not like if we didn't have the Kickstarter money, we would lose. We wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. And so, and they would take an additional cut of the money we raised and therefore that would raise the price further on the final product. Um, And also I think 
one of the things, this is my kind of personal thing that John and I talked about, and I've had a couple of people disagree with me. Um, I, we see a lot of Kickstarter projects fail mm-hmm. for no fault of pro- probably the, the Kickstarter process. But one of the things John and I have learned as we've been talking over this for the last couple months is that there are a lot more pieces to doing something like this than you initially think about. And it's only when you start writing down notes and stuff like that that you think, well, there's a lot of moving cogs. There's a lot of things that could go wrong. There's a lot of potential here. And um, even if we did do a Kickstarter, like the reason we would do a Kickstarter is probably for promotion and then also to try to scale up our numbers. You know, Kickstarter is basically a marketing vector for what we're doing, right? Mm-hmm. You have some sort of maybe not want to say credibility, but you have the Kickstarter influence sphere that says, hey, you know, here's on Kickstarter. You want to become a staff pick or something like that. And you get kind of, mm-hmm. you get, it's like, and eBay for starting something that's new. But at the same time, I think that also comes with the cost because like a lot of people, I think at this point, are reluctant to back Kickstarter projects. That is true as well. And we and so we, we, we think that's a problem. But if we did do a Kickstarter, let's say we had this, let's say there's a million people. That, I mean, there's not going to be a million. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking a couple hundred units we're going to do, you know, a, an order, you know, in the hundreds of units. If we got a Kickstarter order of like 10,000, if we sold 10,000 of these bands, I don't think John and I are prepared to do that. Yep. And so we'd rather start slow, start in in the proverbial garage and grow from there. And yeah. And so one of the, the, the kind of, I don't say conflict, one of the criticisms has been, well, you're leaving money on the table. You could do a run of 10,000 and you can make that money. Somebody could just take the idea and recreate it. Uh, and that is true. Uh, we don't have any... We there, we don't have any patents. We don't have anything on this idea other than like yeah. I mean, we've got a podcast that shows that this was prior artwork, so to speak. That like we were here in the space, but and I think that even you know that there's the big potential there that that whatever we're doing will be taken by somebody. But we think that that I guess the question is 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 how much does that Kickstarter end up draining us and making us hate the whole process? And that's not what this is about for us, right? And if, if this process, if if the, if our order of two hundred causes uh, like um, some big band maker to be like, oh, we should make these with black pins. And then they become available. Like, yeah, you've eaten our lunch, but also the product that we're interested in is now available. So thank you. Like I can buy now buy these. Uh, now everyone can buy, I don't know. Like at least the product is out there. Yeah, I think that was kind of the both of our ends of it. And also, even if we have, I guess just looking at how this works, if we have the big Kickstarter overnight success story, I'm looking at the numbers of what we would be comfortable doing. I don't think we make a whole, I mean, you know, maybe John, they make a couple hundred dollars more each, but there's that stress and stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Like, I don't think it's necessarily the big trade off we think it is. So yeah. we're just going to go low and just see what happens. Um, if we get some good response, I don't know. I mean, it's not saying we wouldn't do a second run on Kickstarter or something like that. Maybe it would bigger and more um, lofty goals or something like that. But I think we're comfortable at this rate, at this scale to make sure we don't have any big mistakes along the way. So those are the big ones that I think we figured out was the costs, the packaging, and the method of distribution. So uh, to summarize quick, I think this isn't really probably exciting to most people, but I think we're going to go with Shopify. That's kind of been the uh, water cooler decision. Yeah. On the, if you had heard an earlier version of this podcast episode, you could have heard us. There was an earlier version. Slowly it, was half, become, it was your half. <laughs> slowly half. become dissatisfied as we learned more about Squarespace's pricing as they compared to Shopify. Yeah. No, that was something that we started looking at Shopify and their buy now. And Does Shopify accept Apple Pay, though? That's the real question. They did when I used some... Or, the only reason I thought about Apple Pay was I bought my so my father, who I don't know if you know much about, he's fairly big into motorcycle riding. He has a motorcycle. 
Okay. And so I don't for holidays. His birthday is in December, and so he had something he wanted that I got him for his birthday. That was a a seat cover for his motorcycle, and I used it through a website. And it was you know usually he gets me on these like most of the stuff like when it's custom motorcycle stuff is done on like back alley websites and like very shady um and so i'm used to putting my credit card information into very questionable looking web services to get him uh various motorcycle parts and components and this was amazing and i could use apple pay on my phone i thought it was the most amazing thing ever and it turned out to be shopify which is why i was like oh wow that's really cool so 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 presumably the buy now button still use shopify apple pay i'm not sure if the demo site does i guess it probably doesn't since i don't know how they would do the whole like payment right but so, so yeah, that's um, something I think would be really cool. But I think the the purchase process seems very easy and very easy to link to. And I think also put in Facebook or our MailChimp and stuff like that, which I think could be big vectors for us sharing information. Yeah, so we're going to be using Shopify. Um, and that also means that we will not be – we're going to build our website in some other way, I guess. We don't know what our website exactly is going to look like. Um, but That might be a weekend won't... project for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're working on all that stuff. Yeah, I would say that that should be probably the next two weeks. I, ideally, up sometime. Yeah, within the next couple of weeks. I sent yeah. you a couple logo ideas that I was doing Friday when I should have been doing real work, but then was like, eh. yeah. I think what we need to do maybe we I, I saw them and it looked good. I think they're we, fine. I think what we maybe should do this is probably just for you and I offline. Not, well, I'll throw mm-hmm. in the podcast anyways. Is probably we probably need to plan like if we can like a Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. Where we can just both be on the computer for a good like five or six hours free, mm-hmm. and then work on the website and the logo at the same time. Like maybe I'll do the website and you can do the logo and we'll work on them together, and then kind of get that up and running. It's five or six hours. You could be playing Stardew Valley. I know that's the problem. That's the hardest part about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't. I mean, I don't even think it would take that long. I just think maybe we yeah. do a couple back and forth. And, yeah, I think um, that that would be a good idea. The website, I think, will be pretty basic, but I've got some ideas in my head. I just need to – I'll probably end up going to Theme Forest and getting us a theme and then kind of skinning it and deciding how we want to do it there. So, All right. That makes sense. So, But, yeah, so that – you know, the, the Shopify looks good. We can integrate our own buttons. It gives us a lot of flexibility. And most of all, the price is low, which, again, also correlates into how little we have to charge you because that was another thing with Squarespace was the fees were considerable mm-hmm. – um, the other question is how many of these we're going to sell. I mean, we've done, we were looking at what, like over a dollar per band of transactional costs through Squarespace? Um, on the free Squarespace tier, it was like $2.50 a band in transactional costs. Well, not like a band. It was 50, It was an amount of money. It was over a dollar a band. Yeah, it just wasn't. I mean, it's something you have to pay, but it just, you know, it's kind of considerable. So, um, yeah, we think the Shopify we are going to go with, I think, would be really good. So that should be fun, and then people can make purchases, mm-hmm. and then we will mail them to them. And there will and be some will fun surprises in the mail package, hopefully. Not like big surprises, but like little nice touches. So I guess in summary, since this one will probably – I mean, I think this is our most important episode. The the short points, which if you're still listening, I don't know how you'd get to the summary and then not have listened to the rest of the episode. But um, white, lavender, gray. One band for $18, three bands for $39, uh, hopefully in the sizes you need, available soon. Avail coming soon. Um, and yeah, well, so we'll keep this podcast pretty brief. Um, and I think we'll probably do another one. We're, I think we should maybe try to get back to our normal schedule of seven to ten days. Um, so maybe next week we'll do an episode two and kind of give an update. 
or if anything yeah. kind of we've got another half of how this stuff could go we could talk about mm-hmm. okay one of the things i think that would be cool would be do like a recap episode of the surprises and things we've learned over this process mm-hmm. yeah and how that's gone but neat stuff nonetheless yeah so um thanks for listening um we're continually thankful to you guys who are listening to our podcast and care about tone bands and look forward to getting this product and we look forward to getting it out to you as soon as we can and uh i apologize to john and to you again because you there was a better episode of this you could have listened to so oh well alternate universe podcast that only john and i get to hear this one's probably a little shorter though so you did save a little time yeah so we save a good five ten minutes off your lives so all right thanks for listening everybody have a good all one. right talk to you later bye